0: <laughs> no, for real. I'm serious. This is gas. Death. Gas heading. You don't know who I am. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Got to attack. Got to catch. Drag is the new What's going on, everybody? Patrick Bear here, and we are back, back, back again. It is another week, and that means it is another root cap episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. I am taking this Pit Stop-like root cap uh, series and running with it and having a damn good time while doing it. So I have been joined by a new guest every episode review so far, and today is no different I am excited because we are getting to hear new voices on the podcast, get new opinions, um, some that I just think are blatantly wrong, but we love them anyway. <laughs> and I'm sure that a lot of people out there listening feel that my opinions are blatantly wrong as well. But I am excited because I am being joined by one of my Chicago peeps, and we're still doing this remote. That's the best part about this. We, we The show has gone remote because... Uh, you know, we used to all be in the same city, and we were we would all get together, and now I'm recording with somebody in the same city, but still remote. but that's the that's the wonder of this world right now. Dear listeners, I would like to introduce you to one of my newest friends here in the windy city, uh, sometimes trivia buddy, sometimes just a drinking companion out in the wild. Let's have a big round of applause for James. James, what's going on, my friend? Hey,
1: everybody. How are you doing? I am wonderfully hungover from the Pride festivities, as we all should be here in Chicago. You know, if you ever have those, like, moments where you wake up, and not not just, like, you wake up and the first word that comes to your mouth is, fuck, like, the, the, the word that came to my mouth this morning was, I just don't want to fucking do it. It was just like that Mm. one scene from SpongeBob where he's in Sandy's tree dome and he was like water. Like that was me this morning, but like a lot more elevated and skin cared. So,
0: (sighs) (laughs) which is important. Which is important.
1: I didn't look wrinkly, but I was definitely dehydrated.
0: I I I hear that. I woke up at four something in the morning. Mind you, we got home at like two something, and then had to take the dogs out. So, it was probably only like an hour, an hour and a half of sleep, and I woke up, and I had the biggest headache, and I stumbled to the bathroom and shoveled a handful of ibuprofen in my mouth, oh, and yeah. a big old scoop of water, and said, oh, please let this work. Yep. And for the most part, it did, but I still did not get out of bed until like 10 o'clock. It was a good thing oh, we yeah. had taken the dogs out at 2, because Havoc would have just, Yeah. Yeah, thankfully he let me sleep. I have a very good dog in that respect.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I we got home. It was probably like maybe like 12:45 and then um we decided to get in bed and then we had McDonald's and then I took a multivitamin and then chugged Pedialyte for the second time this weekend. And I woke up and I was I was okay, but I was still just like headache dehydrated just you know, every every pride I feel like I Consecutive, like consecutively put myself in like the worst situation but like they get better every year so this year's idea was hard seltzer with vodka and pineapple juice but like three of those in a row while we're at the parade however it was like four shots of vodka in this cup and we're just watching they screaming the cell block guys go past and we see our friends and then we go back inside we were done so <laughs> that that was my extent of the parade this year I
0: actually watched. This is my first time being in Chicago for uh, like an official Pride parade. Uh, I moved up here in the literally it should have been April first. Yeah, that was when my lease started. But I got up here March thirty first, and um, so but twenty twenty. So it was two weeks after the city had shut down. So we have not had an official Pride parade, even though there was supposed to be like a Pride parade last October. But they ended up canceling that uh, last minute as well. So, this was my first one. And I am fortunate that uh, you don't live that far from me. You're down the road, essentially like what five or six blocks. But about three blocks the other way is the starting point of the parade. Oh, yeah. So, all we had to do was walk down to the start point and we just watched it from there. And I was actually impressed. We were out there for an hour and 45 minutes. I have a whole bag of random shit that I do not need oh, yeah. from corporations that I probably will never <laughs> buy into, buy product from, or except for sweethearts. There was yeah. a sweetheart float.
1: There was. And, and they were I were
0: them. Yeah. They have this. I did not know about this, but they have these sweetheart um like gummy remixes, I think is what it's called. Do they? And it's like two shells, almost like gobstopper like of sweet tarts and then like a chewy gummy in the middle. Ooh. It was like crack and they gave me the first taste for free. And I'm gonna have to go buy a bag because yeah.
1: See, my problem with candy is like you go out there and you see that there's like always your classic candies. You've got your sweet You got your Smarties. You got your Hershey's. You got all of those. But then suddenly some marketing team goes and like, what if we did this? Absolutely batshit idea. That's going to like tell these Gen X and Gen Z people this is the candy you want. But anyone over the age of 28 is going to sit there and go, I am calling my dentist. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to eat that candy because why? I want to know what the cherry limeade nerds taste like. Who doesn't? Yeah. But I oh, will yeah. say that, you know, nerds are just those kind of candy that allow you to understand what it's like if you want to eat aquarium gravel, but that's okay.
0: And enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And enjoy it. I
1: think the funniest thing, favorite, though... Oh, continue.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I was just going to say, on the parade candy uh, tip, I want to know who thought it was a smart idea to have any chocolate, because one of the floats was throwing out York peppermint patties in an 80-degree day in Chicago. Yeah. And literally, they threw it, and by the time it reached us, it, like, it, fell, it bounced off somebody, hit the ground, and I picked it up, and it was... Ninety-five percent melted. Oh yeah! Like this is disgusting.
1: I mean, what a lot of people don't know is that York peppermint patties are ninety-five percent just like hydrogenated peppermint oil. Like it's 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 like oil and sugar spun with peppermint oil in it, and then they cover it in chocolate and they're like candy. And like half the time, I'm pretty sure if you were really desperate, you could use it as lube. Like, it's Obviously.
0: disgusting. Yeah, but I got enough of those good. packets though. From the parade as well.
1: So I yeah. don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite part of the parade this year was seeing the college that I went to. Um had a like a float, but it wasn't really a float. It was just the like the one of the basketball buses driving by with my college's name on it. And I was like, Yes, DePaul, give us nothing. Oh,
0: the DePaul Demons. Yeah. I saw they yeah. had uh they had stickers. I think I got one yeah. of those stickers.
1: And I was like sitting there and I was like, okay, so you can get You can do this. You can do the bare minimum. But you have the largest amount of LGBTQA students in a Catholic college in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But. My favorite was seeing um, the, the giant group of churches where, like, the parade organizers were like, oh, you're with the church? Just stand in this area. It wasn't... There was no, like, line of... It was yeah. just a mass of people with random like sign holders for the different churches, through, like all yeah. all jumbled into one mass.
1: It was just like a like a conglomerate clusterfuck of Christianity and like whatever other denominations of you know denial. But um, we're not going to go there today.
0: Um. Not today. Not a, not <laughs> on this good day.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so we are here to discuss RuPaul's Drag Race all-stars season seven the legendary legendary legendal, legendary season full of winners so before we dive into episode number seven i can't believe we are like past the halfway point at the at this point it just feels like it it honestly doesn't feel real and it feels it's flying by yeah which is great
1: but, like, I mean, good for me uh, and good for you because last season was like pulling teeth.
0: <laughs> well, because it was like seven thousand years long and nobody went home for a good four and a half of those years.
1: And then suddenly so, it was like, why is Bosco still here?
0: <laughs> I just, I, it's not chocolate. So <laughs> before we dive into this episode, because I've been, I, I've had a new. Uh, co-host for each of these episodes i always like to start by asking what do you think of the season so far what are your thoughts highlights so far in the first six episodes uh, what
1: what are your thoughts so three of my favorite queens are on this season and like i i i kind of grew up watching rupaul's drag race because i i'm there i'm i'm younger you know to the generation that under you know went through drag queens and drag race, I'm not on the tail end, but like I think the first season that I saw on TV was definitely season three, and that's why I'm in love with Raja. Mm. You know, I I always am just like you know she's not a, she's not doing okay this season, but you know what I like is that she's still consistently Raja, and she's still turning out a look. And I I think I saw this one tweet that like Trixie Mattel put out, and she was like. I can't wait for all the thirteen-year-olds this year to, to see Raja again, like Raja for the first time and Gag, and that's exactly yeah. how I feel because every time she walks down that runway, regardless if it's the worst thing she's ever done, there's a concept and it looks gorgeous, you know, and it's great. Absolutely, but you know, then there's Jinx Monsoon, who I honestly think that, there's there's some people you don't go up against. There there are some people you truly can't go up against, and her snatch game is. It's every time you do a snatch game. If you even just mention her name, it's like you probably you, you will get some like kind of blessing put onto you. And then you go and do like one of the hardest characters you could probably ever do on snatch game, and that's Judy Garland, and she pulls it off so executedly well. And then for third, I love Evie oddly I've loved Evie oddly ever since I saw her season because she is just insane. Everything she does is just like so weird. And so fun and i really think she she's able to kind of like bring her own persona but what i really like about this season that it is truly rupaul's best friend race because everybody is there and they're they're helping each other they're talking to each other but it feels like it's more of like a like a like a collective of like drag minds together and they're competing against each other but they're truly it's more of like a conversation amongst them all rather than a competition amongst them all there's no big drama there's no you know reeling for drama there's no bad edit except you know the vivian is there but that's okay um (laughs) but yeah no i i'm thoroughly enjoying the season i'm 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 excited for the acting challenge next week because i i just think jinx is gonna walk in and she's gonna be like hi everybody i'm so sorry but um (laughs) this is mine already this is mine yeah yeah but
0: I hear that, and you know, I, I, I enjoyed Raja. I I didn't start watching until my first live season was season five. Yeah. My first like exposure to it live in person was season four, at our white party. Um, Ooh. and I remember like Sharon Needles. Who we don't talk about. Like, taking money and then, like, ripping it in half and, like, all of this. And then her rider having, like, her being picked up in a hearse and all this, like, random bullshit that, um, you know, shouldn't be a thing but was. Um, So, going back after season five... I watched all of like i i binged everything before that when i oh, moved yeah. into um the house i lived in in orlando for years the the palatial Rosevere estate as some of our long-time listeners uh, will know it has been referred to <laughs> as uh, <laughs> that was our home base for many a year but uh i went back and i watched all that and I didn't. I, I thought Raja was phenomenal as a queen. I hated the whole Heather's versus Boogers thing. I always thought oh, it was really them. unnecessary. And I mean, I I love certain ones of the Heather's individually, but Raja's supremely talented, and, and it's great to see her back on the show. Jinx is a sweetheart, and I've known her since since season five. We worked together at the club that I worked at, and and became yeah. friends um, through that. She's actually one of our 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 way back first guest when we did our Dragons and New Spandex, um, yeah series, and um, you know like season six is still the epitome of of Drag Race for me. Of course, like that's still like it peaked there, and then it's just either it's either gone down a little bit or plateaued. Like it's never reached that same zenith for me, in my opinion, for me. But um, but yeah, like it, you mentioned, Evie Evie was one of the last big shows that we did at the club before i moved before you know all of this craziness happened we rang in 2020 with evie and brooklyn heights and evie was amazing yeah evie was phenomenal brooklyn's amazing as always and yeah yeah just a fucking sweetheart evie is so it's just it's really good
1: to hear that you know all of these queens like genuinely are the nicest people
0: yeah, except for one on this cast. But anyway, oh um, well, no,
1: we're, we don't. We don't talk about her.
0: I don't know if we're talking about the same person, but it's fine. I know
1: who we're. We can. We can. We can talk.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, I've been. I, I. I. I have not. I've not been uh, shy about my my dislike for for TTT.
1: Oh, I don't. Love, that's who I'm talking about. Oh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, I don't like her. Yeah. We'll get into it it's later when we talk about her dress, but like.
0: Perfect. Next. So we come off of the last challenge, the Total Quest Live, where the queens were tasked with creating uh, two girl groups and then yeah. writing and recording and choreographing their own numbers to Titanic and Together Forever And uh, performing on a throwback edition of MTV's TRL where uh, poor Ross Matthews had to get in a male drag for the first time in his life as Carson Gailey. That was so Still giving me nightmares. Still giving me nightmares.
1: The only thing I will say is they did do a wonder at making his hair look like a natural brown.
0: Yes, except for... I don't know what it was like the rest of his hair looks normal, but the sideburns and the soul patch scared the living shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. I think it's just because
1: when I look at him, I think of like, what is the eternal twink? Ross Matthews to me is like one of the like forever twinks. Like they're always going to look the same. They're always going to have that like smile. They're always going to have that personality. It's just like that. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah,
0: yeah it, yeah it just it's still it's i don't want to i don't want to think about it anymore because it, it scares me so much
1: i think valentina me... put it to put it down the best way in her um the lady bunny roast she's like you're just mm-hmm. so cute like a little hamster i want to shove you up my butt oh, sure. i think that's that's the only way you can describe him
0: oh god he was he was an absolute sweetheart when i worked with him yeah as well like he was really, he was really, really nice. Um, so, the top two from last week were Evie and the Viv, with the Viv taking the win and getting the right to block one of her sisters, and she chose without knowing what the challenge would be, Ms. Jinx Monsoon, which. Leads us into the workroom and the cattiness of uh, of the girls, and this is this is so sad because this is the quote unquote drama for yeah. the season. <laughs> it is so mild that it's like, it, it, I, what's going on? They're they're kind of uh, is annoyed drama?
1: with each other. <laughs> it's like they walk into the room and someone gets blocked and they go, "Oh, you bitch! I love you." Like that's that's the equivalent of what's happening.
0: Pretty much, I'm waiting for one of them to just hit the other person with the uh, the platinum slash gold pleasure, oh, yeah. and just be like, "Why did you do this?" Uh, but Viv, it says that she's annoyed because she could have had her second star, but she didn't get it because she was blocked by Jinx. To which Jinx reminds her, "Yeah, bitch, that happened to me too. I could have had three stars by now, but I was blocked." And Trinity had the same thing happen to her. And she was blocked and, and should have won her first one, but did not. So yeah. Viv uh, can sit there and be be upset as much as she wants, but she's not the only one that's been in this situation. And this is how the game was designed. If you play your cards right and you block the right person and production wants to have some drama, they're going to make sure that that person is in the top of the course. next week. Yeah. But this time around... We go into uh, the New Day. Rue comes in and tells the girls that it's time for another design challenge. Because what is a season with with not just one design challenge, but two design challenges? (sighs) I mean, at least it's not season three where there was like 14 of them. Yeah. Oh, God. And Yara Sophia just breaking down at the end of it all.
1: <laughs> like, literally having panic attacks when she hears it's another design challenge, and you can, like, see the entire, like, Kill Bill soundtrack go over her head. Like, wah, wah. the so, sirens like, going off. Full on sure. carnage. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, so, the, the, cha- the maxi challenge, there's no mini challenge this time around. The yep. maxi challenge. There's no more money to give away in the the minis, unlike the ball challenge. (laughs) They are tasked with going to RuPaul's Pinterest board and selecting legendary, legend looks of RuPaul's. And then they are going to reimagine these designs in their own special, unique way. So, I am going to go through these in alphabetical order. All right. And by alphabetical order, I mean by the, uh, the queens and who got what. So <laughs> j- we'll talk about how this comes to be in, in a moment, but let's go through the looks and who got what. Jada ends up with the tribute to Diana Ross from the yeah. 2000 Divas live concert. Jinx gets the down under... Season one promo. Dear God, why do we even have to reference that? Monet Exchange gets the season ten face kini look. Raja cool. gets the season the season seven promo.
1: Yeah. Shea
0: Kulea gets the season five sugar ball look. The Vivian gets the season seven Despi awards look. Trinity the Tuck gets the season eight promo. And Evie Oddly gets the supermodel of the world look. So let's start with what do you think of these looks as they are? The They're RuPaul hard. looks.
1: They are hard. And I know that I, I know like there are some there are some really iconic RuPaul moments that are out there that need to be like put up for interpretation for these queens. Because if you really think about what drag is as an art form, it's always inspiration on top of inspiration, iteration on top of iteration, on some queen's own take of something either that's political happening in the world, but also at the same time, fashion is a big part of it too. RuPaul is the drag queen and they have the best looks. That sugar ball look, great. The um, one that Shea Coulee had to do, the um like the leopard print dress which drew was like this is my favorite dress i've ever had i was wondering yeah, that was the she sugar was ball yep. yeah so yeah um and and i will say this leopard print is hard because there, there are two things about leopard print it tells the it tells the person who is seeing the dress two things one someone actually bought that fabric two hey. the person who was wearing it might be psychotic
0: I mean, you have heard Alaska's song, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's all accurate. I don't need any more proof. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I I think that a lot of these were going to be a challenge. But I think what I liked the most is that it was intended to be that way. Hmm. Like, it wasn't just like a, you know, walk into the workroom, Queens. This week's challenge is insert this design challenge here. No, it was take one challenge that already happened. And then bring your own swing onto it. So it was like, to me, at least a challenge on top of a challenge. Which some queens did really, really, really well. And some of them I was like, do you even know how to sew?"
0: And the answer to that is no. No. For some of them. Yeah. We've seen Jinx go through this. We know the answer to that. So now that we've talked about the looks, let's talk about how these queens ended up with these looks. So being the winner of the challenge and the top all-star from the week prior, the Vivian gets to choose hers first. And from there, they essentially popcorn it down the line. Do you think there was strategy involved in what uh, what order the queens were sending it down down the line? Do you think they were trying to not let some of the people get a pick early on
1: I mean I really think at this point in the game and also with this challenge specifically it wouldn't have mattered which queen got which look because they were truly looking for their interpretation on that look and you know it's it's kind of you're given like a little bit of a blank canvas to do what you have with that interpretation of it so any queen like where they're like you know like I really like this one I don't think they would have been judged on, you know, necessarily how much of, like, a look that they were able to, like, connect with and give an interpretation of. I think it was solely, please put your spin on what material is in front of you. Like, it it can connect to the original concept, or it could be your total idea of it. And that was very evident in a lot of these queens, you know, final results. You know, some of them were like one hundred percent, this is something that I I understand that they were trying to do, like a almost one for one with the little tweaks, you know, to the original garment. And some mm-hmm. of the queens did completely different things. Like, yeah. it was truly like you know, whatever strategy that you know the Vivian was thinking about doing to kind of give an idea as to what she wanted to do. To kind of sabotage people, great. But we all knew whenever she did, there are three people sitting in this group that it didn't matter what, it didn't matter which look you gave them. They don't know how to sew. Like, you can only do so much hot glue until, you know, until the bodice on your dress snaps and you're holding it like Valentina behind you while you walk down the runway.
0: I mean, true. But with that being said, do you think any of do you think any of the looks of the RuPaul looks were an easier starting point, especially yeah. if you aren't a uh, a seamstress? So, so which what ones? I will say, it, yeah,
1: go ahead. The ones that I think were definitely ones that were easier to like kind of do their interpretation was was the one that Shay got and the one that Evie got. Like anything that's more of like a traditional, like you know something that I could go off a rack and get a couple of things and put on it and it could be like my interpretation of it. Great. But um, something like Jada, Jada would have to, you know, like some of the, the which one those out again? The mask or the Diana Ross one.
0: Yeah. Jada was yeah. the Diana Ross look. Yeah.
1: The Diana Ross look. You have to have like skill to kind of sew dresses that are very cut up like that. You know, it's it's more so, like, understanding how to cut a bodice, how to, you know, how to, like, double a hemline or to slip stitch back so the seam doesn't show on certain things. And she did it. I didn't actually hate that look, but, like, it definitely was a lot harder than something than what Shea had to do, which was work with a print.
0: Oh, yeah, and the fact that this was a, a fabric that came, that was, that was sequined, giant sequined. Yeah. So when you're having to sew that together, that's yep. not something that's that's going to be super easy. And I think it was Evie that mentioned it or that brought it up in the workroom. I, I don't know if it was in the the walk around with Rue or or just in conversation, but when it was brought up, like I would rather like I would be doing this before uh, putting it through the sewing machine because Correct. I wouldn't want to have that that issue with the with the, the giant sequins.
1: I mean if you sew so it... over the attachment to a sequin, you are basically destroying how it's going to dangle on the outfit, and you can tell when someone sewed over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but I did find it it a bit difficult, and I get I kind of get why. But the fact that they had a pink leopard print outfit and then provided just plain pink fabric oh yeah they were saying whatever happens you are going to be tasked with having to do something on this fabric because you can reinterpret something but even if you don't have an homage to that print it it's not going to carry the same
1: correct and like on top of that you have to know how to paint a leopard print and you have to make it look organic because if you're just doing like what some other queens have done before to make leopard print, which is just do smiley face filled in with like a different color or like squiggles, and you're like, that's that's squiggles, that's not leopard print. Like there is an organic shape to what leopard print looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But I think these queens pulled out good looks. That's what I will say. Yeah. Overall,
0: I think uh, I, I think they tackled the challenge. In their way. And made the most of what they had. Um, I don't. I don't know. This The challenge was so weird to me. Because. I get that. We're doing something that's focused more on a RuPaul look. But. With the design challenge. When there's only one design. And I know that the girls are making them. On site. Like that's that's huge. But it almost feels like when you have a ball challenge already yeah to then go into a challenge with one look where's the like it kind of feels uh, like a deflated version of the
1: ball yeah it did but i will also say it did feel like i do feel like they're starting to run out of ideas of what to do for challenges you know what i mean yes yes
0: i was gonna say the same thing like there are other things that they've done on other seasons where you could have said, Hey, let's do this. Like and I mean you know we get another acting challenge. You know, obviously that was that was gonna happen, but yeah. Like it, it just feels like there was almost like a they planned out ten challenges and then said, Oh shit, we have eleven weeks of challenges we need. Oh, let's just throw a design. Let's just throw it this way. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it just—I mean—it's always fun to see the dynamic. It's always fun to see this cast, especially them all, be in the room together. And them, even if they're stressed out and they're doing their looks, and yes, it does show the camaraderie, it does show the the sisterhood in there. Even if I don't like a specific queen, they they're you know being there and going above and beyond in a in a competition like this because one, they know nobody's going home and yeah. two they if they're that comfortable in their own um their own creations you can help somebody out that is struggling exactly. because they're not going to win they're not going to beat yeah. you <laughs> so it definitely shows that that softer side to everybody where a normal season of drag race you'll see that a bit but it's almost a detriment oh like, yeah like think back to season 10 when asia helped everybody else and then didn't give herself enough time. And I mean that's on her as well. Like
1: you I mean it is on her.
0: Put the, yeah, put the you put the face mask on you, you put the life jacket on on you before you help somebody else.
1: Correct. You
0: know, you always got to always got to take care of you first and then with whatever time go go for broke and help out people, but you don't normally see that on a regular season of drag race so to see it in this with a cast of queens that is this likable that is this talented it's it's great it's great to see yeah.
1: this is so, 100% like like I know all the girls said like this is the olympics of drag I'm like um I actually think that this is yeah like when you're really looking at it because you know the olympics of drag would be like you know all these queens wouldn't know each other like the, you, you think of the olympics all the athletes know each other all the athletes mm-hmm. are there to not they're they're not there to you know put someone down or bring someone up you know the olympics is always about you know companionship and team sports first You're like you represent something more than just yourself and that's what i feel like they're doing right now so i think that like whoever comes out on top this season is going to be a probably very deserving of it, but it's also probably going to surprise us all with this format.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why when way back when we did our our like big recap of season fourteen, one of yeah. and I've said this a bunch of times. One of the things that I said was I was mad because I felt lied to in the season where at the beginning of episode three, because we had the, the double opening and then finally yeah. everybody together. And RuPaul flat out said, I am not saving anybody. Your fate is in the hands of the drag gods. Here's a chocolate bar. And then proceeded to not eliminate people or save people or all of this, like all of the above, not sending anybody home yeah. for weeks at a time. And I felt lied to with this season of drag race, they came into it and said, nobody's going home. We are going to compete. You're going to earn stars. And then in the final episode, the top four that have the most stars will compete for the crown in a lip sync Smackdown. Yeah. I, I walked into this knowing no one's going home. And I love that about this season. Would I like to maybe see a little bit of a critique here and there? (laughs) Maybe just a little. I just want to hear.
1: I want to hear more than I love this. Look, this is, sickening on you do you know what I love about this look is that I love it and that's all I'm getting this season it's like it's like literally my my boyfriend has this running joke that he wants to do like a coffee like video where he wants to like like how you know girls on tiktok they go so I'm gonna make you my morning coffee first off I'm using this glass because it's made of glass and it looks nice and then I'm using this coffee because the only thing I have to do to make it is press this button like it's it's like giving us everything while giving us absolutely nothing at the same time. Yeah, and I fucking love it.
0: Yeah, I I mean I I have I really don't have even my critiques of the season are kind of like the critiques on the show. They're all good, you know. Oh, yeah. I I don't want this season to end because I'm enjoying it because I'm enjoying the queens. I. I liked Jada on her her season but didn't like I I she was just another queen on the show. Like I was a little exactly. bit more of a Gigi good fan. I but was a this Gigi season, good fan too. Yeah, this season I love Jada. She is so she's just like pure like joy and and, and goodness yeah. in the season. And I
1: I, I mean, that's I, what I love about this. I just like that we're getting to see like you said again, the softer size of the queens. But, like, really going back to your thing on Jada, you know, I agree in her season, she wasn't like I, this. Might sound like slander to some people. I do not think Jada should have won her season. I'm sorry. Um, Crystal Method was robbed, she had a very bad edit. And, like, when you look at what Crystal's doing now, it's you, you sit there and you go, yes. She is wearing like a Winnie the Pooh costume with giant tits that says "Honey" on it and running around Roscoe's and spinning. Who else is doing that? Who else is doing that? She also did like like an outfit that was a giant pinata and then came out and did her song, which was "I'm Like a Bird with Birds," and then vomited. Like there was no, uh, there was nothing other than concept to everything she did, along with. Everything that Gigi was doing because both of them, every single look they had, had a concept. Jada literally just walked around her living room.
0: A very tiny living room. I, yeah. I mean, I won't, I, I don't, I don't discredit Jada in the performance throughout the season. She was consistent. Did, was it? Was it tops for me? No, I I think Gigi should have won. In my opinion. Oh yeah. But she's you know I I'm I'm glad to see this side of Jada because she was a bit more reserved in season twelve, so she didn't bring the same energy to it, which she probably did, but we didn't see it because it was yeah. edited like a normal season where you've got to have you know it, not a villain edit because it really wasn't. I mean, we just had that like walking blur that technically ended up getting the uh, the, the villain edit of the season. but it, it, it was very interesting. So so to see them, and especially the ones that are are got their crowns uh, during the pandemic. Ish, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, Monet and Trinity were closer to it, and they they still had we still hadn't really answered it. They had about a year, same with Evie, but it was still they didn't have a lot of time yeah. with their crowns. And then shay with all, all stars five, and um, and Jada with season 12, you know, they they didn't have as much time or attention in their their reigns as uh some of these other queens that have been around forever, like yeah. um Jinx and Raja but either which way let's head to the main stage before we talk about the queens what did you think of
1: RuPaul's look do you ever do you ever look at RuPaul and go what are you wearing Um, there are sometimes you they get up there and go I don't know who put this on you do you even decide what you put on your body anymore this dress was phenomenal Okay. i love this dress <laughs> this is the one instance that i saw rupaul on this stage in a very long time and i was like you know what i don't hate this dress it was there was a concept to it it was it fit her body you know it, it's not like the other dress from earlier this season which was literally just like a little bit more elevated than something that maddie morpheus discuss at home wearing like the second time she's I, done a dress like that yeah and I'm like sitting here. This one was great. It like it was the pink one that had like the slats on it that like kind of formed her body. There was embellishment in the center. I absolutely loved it, and it looked great on her. And that is some, something that you can even ask my friends when we talk and watch Drag Race. I am very critical of what RuPaul puts on her body because, you know, the moment she's done wearing it, I guarantee you she rolls it up and puts herself in sweatpants and calls it a night.
0: I was gonna say that was a swerve because I was about to be offended oh, because yeah. I love this outfit. It's it's such a I mean, great outfit. The the new delusion panels in the center oh. could have been a little bit darker oh, if yeah. we were going for
1: new delusion. But I mean only... I wonder if Raven didn't powder because it was a very, very fine meshed dress. I wonder like if the new delusion was supposed to be new delusion, but Raven decided to go I don't think I'm going to put powder there because if I do it's going to ruin the caramel.
0: I mean yes, but I still think that the the panels could have been a little bit like there's no point in time where like rue would ever be that light even if you powder in that area it you're still yeah. not going to if it was just a if it was a little bit darker, and that's been a problem. I don't know if it's if they've changed the lights and they've turned them up even more, but new delusions on this runway have not been working. Um yeah. a bunch of the the, the titty bibs from no. the Night of a Thousand Dollies all looked that was weird.
1: Really was weird. Like, oh my god. But like also, can we talk about the chain? Like the, like, the thing yes. that pulls the outfit together is the chain that just goes down and, like, engulfs the her It brings and... a strap
0: over her shoulder, yeah. too. Yes.
1: And then on top of that, the shoes and the hair looked gorgeous. Everything was, like, a well-rounded concept that I absolutely loved looking at.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's stunning. And the hair, um, the makeup. I mean, she's only, like, a shade darker than Raven. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: And then there's Michelle.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michelle Passage.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> so we head to the runway. I, I usually don't break down each individual look. We kind of just You're do a, a highs and lows. What were, what were some of... Uh, let's start with the lows. Which of the eight queens maybe didn't hit the mark as well as they could?
1: So give me a couple of seconds because I have all the pictures saved to my phone. Okay, cool, cool. So, I, I always like to think that I, I give queens a little bit more of like. A, a good, feeling in how I you know look at them, but I did not like the Vivian's outfit. I am so sorry.
0: It just felt like she, she wore the same dress, and hiked That's it exactly, up in
1: the front. Like I was. Like, what I was saying earlier is, you know, I really like the queens who brought something that was completely different than what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was like if she went to Moulin Rouge for the Can-Can show, took that dress off RuPaul, went there, and then ripped it over her head after getting fucked. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, that was that outfit. Um, Jada's outfit, I'm sorry. That woman with the sequins, that, that is... I understand they what she got and what she had to work with but if you're going to do an outfit that is a very low cut V, one of two things is I need you to make sure that your hemlines are straight I need you to make sure that the cut in the center is equal and even and that you have room for the padding that you have in your dress absolutely none of that happened, this is probably one of the worst things I've seen her wear and I love Jada and then even worse is the wig. I don't like the wig. It's very much so. Like to me, she it's went very to. Yeah, it is very pageant, but it looks like she went to the pageant store and got like a shaken roll wig, and put it over one of those things that you can get at Hobby Lobby that holds wigs, and then she left that on top of her head. Um, Shh. but it's okay, you know. Not everyone has good days. And then, um, ah, uh, Jinx. You know, uh, there are, not everyone wins everything. Not everyone is good at everything. But I, this outfit, honey, you, you need to, when she was in the workroom trying to like, put the corset she sewed over her, Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know how much weight I can lose in 12 hours. I was like, honey, I don't know how much sewing you can learn in three. You mean, yeah. But it it was deal. conceptually good. But all of that, I don't necessarily think was the best. But none of it was like bad, bad. But it wasn't good. You know what I mean? I,
0: yeah. And apparently, like I guess saw her post um, like the professional pictures that she yeah. she did in the outfit, and I guess the wig that she wore was, the wig she wanted to wear wasn't ready or something had happened to it, so she wore this wig, which yeah. itself is just bad. Yeah. Um, and and yes, I while I one million percent agree with the concept of like take an idea and make it your own. I would never in a million years get the reference to the down under promo from this
1: outfit. Absolutely not. Like there's no reference. It's 100% like, like I, I I just want to know, you know, what does she know about the concept of fashion? Because that that just kind of gave me, like, if you, the one where you did your, you know, like the first design challenge you did in the ball, that's probably like, you know, okay, if you, if you, if that's the baseline I have to go on to understand your talent of sewing, that's, that's, that tells me you don't know how to sew. However, this one, if you were to give me and show me, and that was the first thing that I saw this season, and she was like, sorry guys, I can't sew. That's a little bit of a different story because this gives me the idea that she actually knows how to do something, mm. and I know she got a lot of, she got a lot of, you know, help from, you know, Volta Trinity. But like, you know, <sighs> it was still something that I could look at and go, you know, it's not bad, but what you did for the purpose of the challenge was very bad. Yeah.
0: I. Um fashion has never been a jinx thing. And I mean, I know that there is, it's what you see in your mind and what you're able to create are two different things. So when she goes to designers and says, you know, the lady Hyde or, or who I know did a lot of her looks for the season um, or whoever it happens to be and, and says, Hey, this is what I'm thinking and, and goes through a thought process that designer has an eye for fashion and has a way exactly. to take a concept and make it look good. That's not her. <laughs> That's not her Never. directly. But, but like you said, you can't win everything because could you imagine if Jinx had an eye for fashion and could sew? Do you know we, what the, kind of like damage? I, this she would, would be
1: over. This yeah. would, the, the, she would walked in the door and the season would have been over. Everyone would have been like, well, she's here. I quit. Bye.
0: Exactly exactly um, I, I, I I I get your points on Jada's I did like the dress though you know and that's I think it was I think it was a good reinterpreting of the the reference um, it's so still very close to the original um, I did like the fact that she incorporated the fabric with the the sequins into kind of the the little feather boa like yeah, arm drape. That was nice. Um but I, I I can see your point. I still think I, I think it was uh was a an overall uh good look for for Jada. That wig definitely was some big ass hair though.
1: That was... uh, that
0: definitely was pageant hair for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now on the flip side, what were some of your favorite looks on this runway?
1: So, I really liked forgive me. I really liked Trinity's outfit. I'm sorry. Like I like I do not I am not a Trinity fan, but when you when you construct an outfit that looks not perfect, but you can tell that this person is a clearly seasoned seamstress. But on top of that, they took that concept. They really did make it their own. It's just the, the the dress had power to it, and then she turns around, and then the bow is on the back of her neck. Like there was clearly a story, and there was levels to the levels to the the train on the bottom. It was a lot of a lot of clearly thought out and planned concept to make this dress her own, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and same for Evie, and the reason why is because Evie, I know, has always talked about how she really likes taking inspiration from, like, animation and drawn, you know, looks mm-hmm. to kind of create her own things, and she was talking about making this outfit, and she's like, I really want this, like, fully fluffy anime arm, and she did that. She really did, But she, and that's what I really liked, is because she took the RuPaul thing, and she made it her own. And she's really good at doing that. And I think that that's, that's something that a lot of these queens have issues if, if doing. And then what I really liked about Shay and her outfit is she did not only execute making that like ruffly um, leopard print part of the dress. But the entire bottom half of the dress was a moment that I did not expect out of her. Because Shay for me especially gives me everything in a way that I don't think I've seen before in certain situations. And it's like she took a pair of tights and then the way that she corseted and kind of shaped her like, you know, bodice area to kind of cohesively connect the rest of the outfit from the top to the bottom, you know, it it really gave me a framed shaped look that that was honestly giving me a lot of like Miss J from America's Next Top Model. Like, it was giving me so much power in that outfit. And she was walking down, like, kind of like that one feeling you get. And she's like, yeah, I'm uh, on the way to go, um you know, divorce my husband. You know, like, that kind of look. The sunglasses, she's carrying some bag that costs more than my college education. And just strutting her stuff down the, you know, the runway. She had her own moment for that. And I think that that's what I really liked, is that she took that Shea kool power and, you know, her, her, oomph, sorry. sorry, her oomph is what I will say, but like, really, it had that original RuPaul concept to it. It was essentially Shay on a plate with RuPaul serving it to you. And I love that.
0: So I will agree with you on just about all of that. My only thing is from the waist up, magnificent. The walk, everything. The oomph, totally. I just feel like no matter how good the the pant, that tight was, compared to the complexity of the top half, it just felt unfinished.
1: Oh, I, I will agree with that as well
0: yeah it just felt like there needed to be a little something and it was probably because she was so detailed with the the leopard print and making that and turning all of that into the top half because that top half was phenomenal yeah if she had even figured out a way to incorporate the the leopard print into the pant i think she would have won
1: well because there would have been a little something. Right now. You know, I'm looking at it right now, and she did attempt to put the leopard print on the bodice, and you can see that. Like, there is some yellow and there's some black there, but it looks like she kind of just used paint. And I think that's oh, and I love that. Yeah, no,
0: I'm I'm not mad about that because I see the pink, I see the that paint like right dead smack like right over her the center of her stomach, uh, or her abs, I should say, and it's just that solid pink pant. That just feels like yeah, you put on pink pants,
1: cool. Yeah, it just. I would have wished that there would have the, the print would have been on parts of the pants. Is what I was saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If that had happened, I think she would have. I think she would have been a shoe in. Yeah. Because honestly, to take that 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 plain fabric and turn it into that, yeah, would have been. I think everything. I think she would have would been, been a top two. Yeah, so um, with that. Our top two all stars of the week are announced as surprise, surprise—a repeat from the ball challenge. Trinity the Tuck and Jada Essence Hall. I already have a feeling I know the answer to this. Do you agree with the top two for this week?
1: No, I don't. Uh,
0: who would you have put in place of Jada? Because I, I mean, uh, too, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's who you uh, would replace in this top two.
1: I mean, I will say this. I would either have thrown um, Shay or Evie in there. Okay. Um, and I, I, I do think that Shay's outfit in the interpretation of that you know, leopard print, I really think I would have put Jada in and in like you know switch them out. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, for the idea that what I really did like is that we did have Evie's outfit look pretty good as well. So like it would it would be a close switch for me, but I would honestly say that I would I would put Shay up there instead of Jada. And it's very close because you know, Jada did really have that concept to that outfit. It was just it it did not land for me. You know, like it was good, it just didn't land. I think Shay's landed a lot better. And it was weird to hear the critiques about it because they were they were a lot more critiquing Shay very highly about this outfit over Jada. The way they spoke to each other or spoke and critiqued it. It was like, I love this, Jada. Good for you. Shay comes out here. Shay, you made the perfect outfit. This is gorgeous. You had so much fun. And I was, like, kind of confused, in a way.
0: Yeah, they, they like to do that from time to time, where where they just throw you a, a complete curveball and say, we know that we said you were the best and nobody could ever beat you, but surprise, somebody did.
1: It's like uh, the entirety of... um. The finale of All Stars Three. We're They're like talk about Shangela, All Three. I love you, Shangela. You're great, Trixie Mattel. Like that, that, that's how that's the same thing. Getting Shangela. Um. Anyways, yeah, but I, I think. You know, that would be my, that would be my switch. But um, I do think that, you know, for the purpose of what we are talking about and the challenge winners, you know, I, I do think that they did make the right choices. But if it were me, I think it, Shay would be a very close, like, let's pop her up there.
0: Yeah. I I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. So the top two lip sync to I Want Love by Jesse J with Trinity The Talk taking home the win and $10,000 and getting the right to block one of her sisters with the platinum but really gold plunger and she chooses Ms. Evie Oddly. Do you think this was the right choice?
1: Um, I mean Evie's doing a lot of good things and I will say she is surprising me the more and more we go down this this competition but you know, knowing what we know about next week's episode already, you know, like, people don't realize, like, you got to go dirty. You've got to go deep. <laughs> you know, the first episode, they were really going dirty because they were like, Shake Coulee, here you go. Like, here you go. Have fun. Congratulations. Someone's blocked Jinx once too, but, you know, I, we already have the proof that, Jinx, like, Jinx is going to pull this out of her ass and it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Like everything she does when it comes to acting, she might flop every once in a millennium. But like we're talking about somebody who needs their own show. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like
0: And if they if they knew what was coming up, it would be a whole different story. Oh, yeah. Because you know that plunger would have gone to Jinx again. Again. And oh. I mean that's that's nothing that's not to say that Evie doesn't have the potential to to be a top 2 all-star next week. She did win oh, yeah. the you know the acting challenge, the the movie challenge on her season. She did. But when you think about this, like you know, you know that Jinx is going to be in that top 2. Like no matter what, you know that's what's going to happen.
1: Like what I said, there are just some people you don't go up against.
0: Yeah. 100% agree. So with that, let's get to my last question that I ask everybody that joins me on this this recap uh, series: Who are your top two all stars that will be lip syncing for the crown in episode twelve?
1: Um, it's going to be Jinx, and it's also going to be um. I, I it's a it's a, it's a tie for three. It really is for me because I know Jinx is one of them. I know Shay is one of them. I can't decide if it's going to be Trinity or Monet.
0: Okay. I'm a Jason Monet fan. Place.
1: We just uh we just went this, through this entire episode without even talking about Monet. Poor Monet. Poor Monet. There wasn't It'll a be lot honest, No, it, it was it wasn't a lot this you know this episode Monet, I love you, honey, but like you missed the mark apparently because I don't remember shit. I mean
0: and it wasn't a bad look. She created a great look. I didn't feel like it was a huge like reference to that look. It was more it was less a season ten face keeny reference oh, and yeah. it more felt like what um, the season eleven Queens had to do when the runway was face keynys. Yeah. So,
1: so now so that I'm looking a, at it again, like it really looks like she went to Studio fifty four, hired um, Vivacious to like throw paint on her in a bodysuit and walked out.
0: I mean, she made all that, so good on oh, her. Yeah. Like, good on her. She made the hat too. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it's cool. it's a great look, but like, you know,
0: it doesn't it doesn't give me that. It doesn't give me that RuPaul look. It. I know it references yeah. that RuPaul look because it's become such a thing in Drag Race, oh, the yeah. Drag Race collective mind. Um, where it was more of a Lee Bowery uh, club kid look correct it, yeah, it just it missed a little bit of that that homage interpretation point where maybe if there was the glasses or a visor or something that was across the face, it would have given more of a callback to Rue's look, but I mean it still was done well.
1: It was. I mean, I will say, though, like, for Monet, I love her because she has, every again, everything as a concept. Everything is great. But when it comes to, especially this past season where she walked down the runway in that leather dress that had, like, the men's abs on it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? And how the bow was going, like, across. That is one of the best dresses I've ever seen walk down this runway. Like, how do you go from that to that? And that's exactly what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like Monet could have given us something more yeah yeah but i think my favorite thing though about this entire episode is they had the most batshit insane designer as a guest judge betsy johnson i love that woman yes she i don't know if you know this but she's like i don't know if she's pushing 70 and she still ends every show with a cartwheel
0: yeah, if you single... if you watch the beginning she did the split when she walked down the yeah. runway yeah it's like damn bitch <laughs>
1: Like, every single fashion show she does, she ends it with a cartwheel. She will do a cartwheel down, like, the thing. I'm like, good for you.
0: Seriously, because I can't do that shit.
1: Like, I would, like, goodbye my hamstring, my ass would be deflated, and we would be gone. Like, like, I'm actually wondering that at this point in my life, if I tried a cartwheel, would, like, my elbow just, like, pop out and I would get a concussion for hitting my head on the concrete? Like, come on.
0: (laughs) I mean... That would probably I I don't even I don't even want to think about what would happen if I tried.
1: Exactly. Same. Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, James, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. uh, Recap for All Stars 7. Would you like to uh, share with the listeners where they can find you on the social medias?
1: Cool, cool. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram uh, as JamesDeanSpeedQueen, all one word. Um, you'll see me looking at the camera with my hand up, giving you a wave. And then if you want to find me on Twitter, it is datamygdala, D-A-T-A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A.
0: Love so it, love
1: it. Both are just oh. as active, but, you know, come say hi, give me a follow, and uh, watch me just, you know, shitpost both of my feeds.
0: That's what, that's what That's what I'm there for.
1: That's exactly what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, James, again, thank you for joining us. Dear listeners, we appreciate you so much for listening to all of these episodes. We hope that you have enjoyed your ride with us. If you uh, would be so kind, go check out our website at flameonshow.com. There you can find not only all of our socials, but where you can uh, watch us when we stream on Twitch. I think all of our Twitch channels are a little uh, less active these days, uh, but the links are all there. You can also find uh, Brian's Rainbow Spotlight interviews, as well as a link to our uh, Threadless shop, where you can purchase your own Flame On swag, like our friend Jamie uh be like jamie go buy some flame on swag or you can head over to patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join our patreon family at one of the four levels that are available and who knows you could even be a guest host on a future episode of our pop culture roundup with all that being said we will be back very soon um i think probably in about a day for another pop culture roundup and then next week for another root cap of all stars season seven Until next time, bye, y'all.
1: Bye. Thank you for having me.